It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 275, entitled Waffle, Bluster, Pointless. In summary, don't bother. It was recorded on Monday the 13th of November 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I will be joined today by three fabulous guests. I'm joined by Michelle Frechette, by James Giroux and by Atif Riaz, although I can never quite pronounce his name correctly. We are a WordPress podcast, so guess what? We spend most of the time talking about WordPress. WordPress 6.4 rolled out very recently, but no sooner had it rolled out than a patch came and we talk about how that happened and why it was fairly significant for hosting companies. We talk about a podcast that I did with Marika van der Act and all about how she believes the WordPress community is becoming really divided, what's causing that division and how can we resolve it. There's going to be some really serious performance improvements in translations in WordPress 6.5. What's that all about and how does it work? There's a few acquisitions. Brainstorm Force have recently bought a booking system called Latepoint, and they've also updated the name of Project Huddle, which was a plugin they bought a little while ago to shore feedback. We talk about some silliness with WS Forms and how Jetpack are launching the Jetpack Creator to monetize your content. There's a load of Black Friday deals and a bug bounty program from WordFence. And to finish it off, as always, some scary stuff about AI. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Omnisend, the top-rated email and SMS marketing platform for WordPress. More than 100,000 merchants use Omnisend every day to grow their audience and sales. Ready to start building campaigns that really sell? Find out more at www.omnisend.com. And by GoDaddy Pro the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WPBuilds. Hello, hello, hello. I'm not sure everybody's mic was muted there. That was kind of interesting. Because uh, I could hear somebody coughing. I think it might have been Artif, but um, uh-huh. never mind. It's okay. It doesn't matter. They're, su- they're supposed to mute, and I don't think they're muted. Who cares? Nobody watches that video anyway. It's just to allow you guys to uh, have a nice break and a cup of tea before the show starts. This is This Week in WordPress. We're on episode number 275. Two- anything ending in the 75 feels like a bit of a milestone. I don't know, three quarters of a hundred or something like that. So. We're doing this every week. We're at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Uh, I'm going to get the housekeeping bits out of the way quickly first before I introduce all of the panel, but you can see who they are. But just before we get into that, a few bits and pieces around the, the way that this show works and what have you. Um, if you fancy dragging your friends, colleagues, relations, anybody in to this, probably the best place to send them is that URL, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. If you go over there, you're going to have two options for commenting. The first one is to be logged into a Google account because there's YouTube comments. That seems to be the most popular way that people do things. 
Alternatively, if you don't want to be logged into anything, this is kind of nice. The, uh, the, the platform that we use has got an embedded chat inside the video, which is pretty unique. I've not come across that. It's at the top right of the video on that page. It just says live chat and you can click on it. You add your name and then your comments all fly through to us. They won't get cross-pollinated with the other bits and pieces, but if you want to remain anonymous, that's an option. WPBuilds.com forward slash live. Uh, if you are joining us on Facebook, Facebook, uh, in a remarkable vault fast of everything else they do, have decided to be anonymous with your data and protect you, which is kind of interesting. Uh, in order to give us your like your avatar and your name, you need to do the following. Go to wave.video forward slash lives forward slash Facebook and click whatever blue button is there to say something like, yes, I authorize that to happen. If you do that, we'll be able to hear from your commentary. And yes, I think that's probably all the bits of housekeeping. So let's do some proper introductions. Joined by three guests, as you can see. First of all, there. Really want to go right there. Go through. One day. One day the oh, technology sorry, will enable that. To, yeah, yeah. One day that'll happen. Uh, it's Michelle. It's Michelle Frechette. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Indeed. Very good. Um, Michelle has been on the show so many times. I think she's probably the most, um, the, the most, what's the word? I don't know. Paul Lacey probably still has maybe. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but we, we don't speak of, we don't speak him. I it's actually got a message. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. The traitor. That's right. I got a message from him uh, this week. We had a chat and uh, he's, he's still listening. So that's really nice. But, he's uh, such a delightful person. Oh, he really Paul, is. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Paul. Um, so Michelle, uh, yes. in addition to her work at Stella WP, Michelle is the podcast barista at WP Coffee Talk. She's the founder of underrepresentedintech.com, creator of WP Career Pages, president of the board for bigorangeheart.org, community, sorry, director of community relations and contributor at poststatus.com, author, business coach, and frequent organizer and speaker at WordPress events. She lives outside Rochester, New York, where she's an avid photographer of nature. <laughs> I nearly said naturist, but I feel that's got a different meaning. Uh, you can I, find I wear her, all my clothes when yeah, I go to the right, yeah. you, <laughs> you can find that website and meet Michelle online. And never got, we di didn't mention that though. Oh, yeah. There's my little, little business card I got from you, WP Speakers. That should get added. Uh, it, it is in my newer bio. I, I think we have an old bio on this, but oh, that's okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us once more, Michelle. Appreciate My it. Pleasure. Uh, we have also joining us today, James, James Giroux. How are you doing, James? Pray. Hi. <gasps> it works. Uh, <laughs> James, uh, we always join the call about 15 minutes early and just bat around whether things are working or not and that kind of thing. James's audio was just not working at all. So it's a miracle uh, he is here. So pray for the gods of the internet that it keeps working. <laughs> James is the founder of Team WP, the team and culture platform for WordPress teams. James has been around in the WordPress ecosystem for many years, and you may recognize him from his roles at PageLines. Boy, that brings a... Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, Envato, Gravity Forms, and Stella WP, where he's been contributing to and leading teams in marketing. PageLines, right? That's 20 years ago. Am I right? Or have I just misremembered? Oh, that's that's almost that long ago, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You really have been around. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And we've got Artif. How are you doing, Artif? Have I said that right? You have almost, but it's, it's good. It's, it's better than most, I would say. And uh, 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 
Atif. Atif, wait, Michelle, you're Thank you so much. I read, I read the directions. So I was reading the frenetic, the frenetic. The phonetic description, I still got it wrong. Artif is the operations executive and lead web architect for the Scan Clinic, a health and technology company based in London. He's also part of the infamous crack development team. <laughs> I could just end it there and it would really would go in a different direction. Uh, the crack development team behind the codes and the bits plug in. Atif lives in London um, with his wife and two beautiful daughters. He's been working in technology within healthcare for over a decade. In his free time, he's a traveler, regularly makes his favorite journey between his kitchen and the sofa. That is traveling. Uh, lastly, he would like to preface any public speaking by apologizing in advance for any controversial comments, and specifically to Nathan for the multiple shameless blogs of the code snippets he will make throughout this stream. <laughs> That's so subliminal. Anybody listening to this after the fact, uh, he's just, just pushed his mobile phone. To a website on it. That's brilliant. <laughs> Why don't other people do that? I have been missing out on this yeah. story. It looks well, I'll tell you what, Michelle, I could just I could just casually raise <laughs> that. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, Thank you so much, uh, all three of you. Really appreciate it. We've got a few people joining us in the comments, and it's always nice to say hello to them. So we've got Rob Cairns joining us from Toronto. Oh, I'm guessing. Uh, from... <laughs> The center of the universe called Toronto. So in the universe called Toronto, it is the center. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. I don't mean to be nasty. That was awful. Mike Cotton, good afternoon from a stormy Isle of Man. Yep. Basically, we've got the same here, Mike. It's not very nice. Peter Ingersoll is here to brighten our day with the weather forecast. Good morning from Connecticut. It's currently minus. Well, he's not here to brighten our day. It's minus one degree centigrade. 30 degrees Fahrenheit under a sunny sky. I hope you guys are currently replacing. Oh, I hope the guys currently replacing my roof have a way to stay warm today. Uh, Michelle and I were discussing like when you spend money on things that you really don't want to spend money on before the show. I'm currently replacing windows. Michelle just has replaced, I think you called it a furnace. We call it a boiler. Um, and uh, it looks like Peter's replacing the roof. It's just like so much money on something that you'll never, ever notice. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Peter. I, I've uh, taken to, to eating dinner with my furnace because I spent so much money on it. I feel like <laughs> it owes me a date too. <laughs> That's great. Oh, lovely. Thank <laughs> you for joining us, though, Peter. Really appreciate it. Tony, Tony Gerling. Gerling, good afternoon from a partly sunny but constantly windy Aldermaston in the UK. Hello, says Maya. Hello, says Amber. Good morning. Elliot, down the road from me, says hello all. And Ben, all the way from the Philippines. Good evening <laughs> from the Philippines, 10 p.m. It, uh, look at that, 27 degrees centigrade that's about 80 degrees fahrenheit i can do that one um still at a high from the recent word camp word camp manila last saturday oh nice that's oh, awesome lovely. yeah that oh, is awesome nice okay thank you for making the comments please as i said at the top of the show if you fancy dragging people in go on do it spend three minutes on your social media platform send them to that wpbuilds.com forward slash live it always makes the show a lot more entertaining and Courtney Robertson pops in just as I say the word entertain, which is ideal. Thank you, Courtney. Perfect. Right. Let's get on with it, shall we? Uh, a bit of self-promotion. Hope you don't mind. 
WP Builds, that's our website. We've got a brand new sponsor this week, apart from GoDaddy Pro, who have been sponsoring us for a long time. I appreciate them very, very much. We also like to raise our hat to OmniSend, who've decided to join supporting the WP Builds podcast. You'll be hearing all about them in the content that we produce over the days and weeks to come. So thank you to them. Also, if you click this little subtle Black Friday button, uh, you'll get yourself to this page. This page is being supported this year by Gravity Forms, by Checkout WC, and by WS Form. And over there at the moment, you're going to find about 220 <laughs> WordPressy deals. If you click this wow. little yellow button, you can search and filter things. I don't know. You might want to do stuff that's SaaS only. Uh, you can do that, or you could say things which are, I don't know, just plugins or what have you. But there's 220. It'll grow as the days and weeks come. Wow. It's at wpbuilds.com forward slash black. So bookmark that and you'll save yourself a ton of cash. Uh, there are some affiliate links in there, but not many in all honesty. I've given up on that game. Um, also, to say that I've been doing a show every week on a Thursday with the fabulous Sabrina Zidane. It's called Speed It Up. And it's all about, guess what? Speeding up your WordPress website. She knows a thing or two about it. And over the last four episodes, she's, we've taken one specific thing and Sabrina's talked about how you discover it, how you do it, what you can do, how you, you know, how you measure it and all those kind of things. And then she's also taking user submitted sites. Um, in order to, in order to, so that she can poke around within those. And if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash speed, you'll end up at this page, which is the form. It's a WS form, as, as word would have it. And, um, it enables you to submit your site to that show. So there we go. Apologies for the self promotion. Uh, does anybody else have something they want to promote quickly? We might as well. Uh, I've just spent about two minutes promoting myself. Michelle, James, Atif, anything? Brand new I episodes mean, of WP Coffee Talk coming out all the time, so <clears throat> pay attention to that. I actually read us from Omnisend. Will be um, his episode will release this week, so you'll be able to meet him. Nice. So WP Coffee Talk. James, anything from you? Uh, nothing new, but. We're always open to always <laughs> wanting to hang out with us and, and talk about team and culture. So uh, come on down. Is that team WP? Is it dot co? Dot co. Yeah. Dot co. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that is the only thing I've remembered in about eight weeks. I'm pretty pleased with myself with that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I know. I'm quite happy with that. And uh, our teeth, we know, but do it again. Yeah. Get that phone. Yeah. We, we we have our 50 pair um, black friday deal it's actually on uh, your website as well so yeah do check out nathan um i should have said why don't you search code snippets let's do it see. let's do it let's just quickly see if it actually works right okay let's put the site back on so if i type you know, in here you, i actually have a question quick one for you yeah you've got all these deals coming through is there any apart from code snippets i'm sure any that are like wow that's a really good deal that you think to be honest, look, there you go, Code Snippets Pro. Pro. Yeah. I searched for snippets in there, uh, and it came nice. up. So, yeah, that, it actually works. How <laughs> so, <laughs> many is that the only thing I've remembered this month? That's the only thing I've built which actually works. No, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, people add their deals by clicking on this button, and it takes you uh, to a okay. form, and those deals come through to me. So, so long as they're legit, so I give them all a, a once-over, and I check that, 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 you know, that it's a legit company, and that it's got an actual offer and, it, and the dates match up and things like that. I don't really get into which one's better than the other. But um, here, this this might be quite handy. I guess if you're, uh, da, 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 let me just go here. 
if you go back into the search and filter thing and I just reset it all, I guess this might be quite a useful thing. You know, if you go up and you're looking for, right. this is this will show you anything between 60 and 100% off, 100% off. That is a real good deal. <laughs> so that might deal. be that might be some sort of metric. You know, these are companies that have obviously decided to offer an absolute ton off. So that might be a good way of looking at it. Uh, anyway, thanks. I got to promote myself even more. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to submit a hundred percent off deal. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> okay, I, I so put, I put it on post status already, so I'll, I'll submit it. <laughs> if you okay, thank you. Oh, thank you, Michelle. That's great. One hundred and twenty-one. Sorry, two hundred and twenty-one deals will be the case. Okay, so this is the world's shortest release of WordPress. It's six point four. It lasted eight or nine minutes, I reckon, something like that. I'm joking. It wasn't as quick as that, but it wasn't very long. It really, it I think it was within 24 hours. Yeah, it yeah. was certainly less than a day. We talked about all the fabulous things that WordPress 4 brings about, but we haven't had this chat with Atif or with um, oh, Atif. Uh, Atif, sorry, I'm going to butcher your name all day long, and I really apologize. I can't seem That's to okay. get that into You're not the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah well, I apologize. Um, but I did wonder if Michelle. Um, or James or Atif, if you just did want to mention something that you thought was cool about the release, I've talked about it to death, but if you've got something to say, say it, or we'll move on and talk about the problem that forced the, the quick I really there. like the haiku at the bottom. Oh, okay. I wrote it. Was, I'm just... Did you? <laughs> well, is it gone? Is it's, it? not, it's, it's on the official release page. Oh, it's not on this page. <laughs> It's not on, actually, this is the official. Well, it's the download release page, right, so that, I don't know if that's different. It's the it's the blog post one. So oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I haven't got that. Okay, so the, <laughs> okay. the haiku is cool. What else? Anything else that you like about this release? And again, open to James and Atif. Over 600 people participated in this um, this release team. So, and 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 I think that's just amazing that the 600 people can come together to do that. It was an underrepresented gender release squad. I was on the marketing team for that, and just it's just magic to watch it work. Even when there's there's blips like a you know ancient curl issues and things like that. And I did say ancient because let's face it, an issue that was ancient. But um, but yeah, it's just. It, the whole like it takes a village and all the little platitudes and things that we talk about when we talk about a community coming together to create things. It really is a magical thing to watch. And so just so freaking proud of our community every time we release something that helps, um, you know, 43 percent of the Internet and people like us be able to have a living and to do that through something like WordPress. So I'm just I'm always in awe. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Thank you. Anything mm -hmm. from the other two before we move on? Go ahead and top that, guys. Yeah, well, that. I, I echo Michelle's words. She took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I suspect I was. I was yeah, I was probably going to say more or less verbatim. I, I wrote that in the private yeah. chat. Yeah, but she just yeah. <laughs> she read it. Especially the part about being on the marketing team. I I don't remember <laughs> saying your name there, Anna. <laughs> uh, Six hundred people. Um, yeah, to make that web page. Well, I guess more than the web page, the project as a whole. I, just draw your attention to this because this is not apropos of anything, but um, we said hello to a brand new theme. It's called the 2024 theme. And it really is brilliant um, yeah. in that you can really just click a few buttons in order to really change the look and feel of it in, in a way like no other theme, uh, or certainly a block-based theme that I've seen. 
But I do wonder, and I'm going to ask you candidly, and you can you can either bloviate and ignore the question, or you can answer it honestly. <laughs> Has anybody switched over to full site? Uh, sorry, um, block based themes yet as your go to? Or in my case, I'll be perfectly honest. My the bit that is holding me back is just things like the navigation block. Um, I just can't seem to make the switch. It, I know it's brilliant, and I know that being able to manipulate the whole header and the whole footer, and be, being able to create those um, those post those template pages really quickly is amazing. And I gave it such a long go this weekend, but in the end, I still thought, do you know what? I still think the theme that I'm using, my old fashioned customizer theme, still works for me. So I haven't yet made the move. But I do wonder, James or for Michelle, if you have. I use Cadence almost exclusively now, so I'm in blocks all the time. Yeah, and but do you st do you use the old? I say old in air quotes. Do you use the the um, non block based classic Cadence theme, right, with the customizer and all that? Uh, sometimes, sometimes I just use the Cadence blocks. Right. Okay. Uh, interesting. All right. And what about you, James? I'm uh, I'm with Michelle. I'm primarily Cadence with uh, toe dip into Ollie, so it's basically all block themes. Yeah, Ollie. I had a go at that this weekend, and of of the bunch, that was my preferred one. I think that was really rather nice, and um, seems to be having a lot of um, yeah, a lot of installs at the moment, and a lot of talk about it. So yeah, I, I'm with you. It's just it is just that piece. It is just the fact that you can't make you can't really. Modify the, I don't know, the, uh, the, the ability to have that mobile menu. It's not quite as, I don't know, putting buttons in it. It's all a bit more complicated than, uh, other ways that I've had to do it. Atif, what about you? I think I'm the, the rebel of the group. Oh, I nice. don't actually use it. I, I use bricks mostly. Uh, okay. And a danger word, Elementor. I still use Elementor. Uh, but yeah. bricks is like the theme that I can't, yeah, nearly everything. And that's a theme, right? Everybody imagines yeah, it's a page builder plugin, but it's not. It's an act, it's a theme, well, which of course I think that's one of the amazing things about it. It's a theme, yeah. and you can do so much with it. Um, just the ability of the cool thing about it, not to try and plug it in any way, but dynamic data. It just handles it with a breeze. You know, using sites with lots of dynamic data. It's, it's so so nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there is this brand new theme, twenty twenty four. It is pretty amazing, and if you're, if you are, I think this is an interesting time to flip over to block based themes because I think most of the stuff that's holding me back will not; those dominoes won't take long to fall. So I predict that in the very near future, it will become my way of doing things. But there's also um, the the new showcase, and there's a bunch of other things. But we kind of done this to death. Let's talk about the um, let's talk about the the kerfuffle that happened because. Not not too long out the gate, WordPress 6.4 rolled out, and then we're looking at a page on the WP Tavern. It's called WordPress 6.4.1 fixes a critical, you never like to see that word, uh, curl requests bug. Now, I confess this is a little bit above my pay grade, but essentially, if you were like me, this didn't cause you any problem. I was entirely fine. I had no hint of anything in 6.4 going wrong whatsoever. However, um, some web hosts um, have older versions of curl, and I'm not really sure how far back you've got to go, you know, how, in air quotes, out of date that version needs to be. But there was a problem with the version of curl. Um, and so that meant that a quick patch needed to be released because things couldn't be uh, updated. Now, you could probably, if you've listened to that sentence carefully, 
you can probably understand the problem. If, if, if the thing which is broken stopped things getting updated, well, what? how do you update the thing that's broken? Because the update won't work. So looks like it's on the hosts to update their version of curl for all of their users. Then those users will be able to update their version of WordPress. Maybe that's something the host will take care of automatically for them. I don't know. Anyway, it was a bit of a bit of a crisis. It came out the blue 24 hours after this fabulous release. We've got a, a, a real big problem. Hopefully by now um, that has been fixed, but a bit of a PR, bit of a PR snafu. And no doubt if you're in the Squarespace and Wix camp, this is excellent fodder for their uh, PR outlets. <laughs> you know, WordPress, oh. How difficult is it to use and all that? So over to you if you want to talk about this and if, if you're working for a company that dealt with it or clients that dealt with it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, if I can maybe just you know, kick off, I think uh, actually <clears throat> there's really two sides to the coin, I think. One is definitely amazing response to actually get an update out that quickly and patch it up. Um, the thing actually is, you know, from a, from a hosting provider's point of view, you know, you can see them on on both sides, they are the devil and a saint in, in, in some ways in that, uh, you know, it's not just not to go too technical in it, but not just curl, it is curl. It's the issue, but the, the core underlying issue is that the operating system that these servers run on is, is called CentOS and CentOS is actually also uh, discontinued. It's not end of life. It's not longer continued. That runs an older version of curl. So it's not something that they can update. There's a limit. They can't update curl anymore. They have to. In the actual server that's running the, the websites, put in a new operating system. And if you're a host that's got hundreds of thousands of sites, that's quite a task. And you know you need to manage that properly. But I'm not trying to take their side. They should do that. <laughs> you know, it's not something I'm saying. You know, totally blameless because it's not news to these hosts. That, oh yeah, this operating system is end of life. They do get notified, and there should be some planning that they should do. But. Um, it's a good question. I think it raises in general is how far back should you make things compatible? It's like when WordPress, they were still um, supporting PHP 5.4. You know, it's, uh, I think that was not too long ago when they, they changed that. So it, it, it does raise a good question. I think, and how far back should you go? Yeah, I saw some, uh, I saw some commentary. There was obviously a bit of back and forth on Twitter, you know, people um, on from hosting companies feeling that they had to sort of defend their decision to have uh, versions of curl which were uh, out of date, and they were saying that in some sense, if that piece of software was working, why update it? Of course, the argument is always well, security and things like this. Um, but you know, it was working, it was functional. What was the point in updating it? The I don't quite know how it snuck in, but I'll just raise it on the screen because this was Tiffany Bridge from Nexus. She said that they've got tens of thousands of sites which were affected by this bug. So obviously that's a yeah. ton of work that that company has got to fix. And she said that this is how the whole thing went down. And I, I, I'm just trusting that this is true. I mean, Sarah Gooding's written Yeah, no, I read the pull request as well. Yeah, okay, perfect. Okay, so she says... Someone reported a bug having to do with an interaction between uh, their intrusion protection system as WordPress. Then that person submitted their own patch to WordPress. The project lead for that area asked the submitter to write some tests, which they didn't do. Then this got merged. Uh, this got merged anyway, despite the lack of tests. Mm. Um, and so, and then you know, the, the last point. Meanwhile, the hosts are all going to have to revert the changes and, and what we've just discussed. 
So it sort of seems like it's snuck in under the wire. But mm. all of that being said, the final paragraph of this is the interesting bit. WordPress core contributors will have to get to the bottom of how this bug was allowed to get through via a post-mortem or other discussion. So really, it's not really all that relevant how it got in. It was, I guess the thing now is to figure out how on earth it was allowed to be, you know, not so much how it got in, but how it didn't get spotted and WordPress 6.4 got pushed with this problem. I mean, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of sites having a problem is a bit of a calamity. Anyway, apologies. Yeah, Courtney and Jonathan in the comments have given some more insight as well. Great. Thank you so much. Let's quickly put those up. Right, we've got a few full sites editing comments. We'll come to those in a minute. So here we go. Courtney um, says, curl. The curl bug meant that any call to an ex external sites were broken on those older versions. Uh, Core.org, repo, plugins, themes, and all of that. Any license key, premium, SaaS were all impacted for their section of users. Uh, Jonathan DeRosia says 98.5% of sites running the 6.4 major version are now on 6.4.1. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting uh, statistic, isn't it? So if we read that the other way around, 1.5% of sites haven't updated to 6.4.1, and I'm guessing a subset of those will be with a problem as opposed to they, you know, they can't update. So let, let's guesstimate that it's, it's less than 1%, but still 1% of 43 of 43% of the internet is still uh, <laughs> a lot. Uh, James, it looks like you're willing to say something. Oh, always willing. It's whether the uh, audience is going to let me. Uh, no, we hear you. My, my, my one thought on this is I wonder how much of the impact is felt by um, enterprise customers um, and enterprise host hosting uh, versus sort of your, your average day to day hosting because they tend to have um, longer development cycles between, um, you know, websites that they're building, they have, uh, bigger teams involved. So the, the cycle of getting things done is just takes longer and, um, hosting that caters to that also has to consider that sometimes these enterprise, uh, customers are using other software that's just as antiquated and requires a specific version of curl potentially, right. That they, um, have to use and and those considerations have to be taken into account, which is why some of these hosts are doing it. So I do wonder um, if the impact, while maybe not felt downstream, is felt more upstream at those enterprise where we actually need WordPress to succeed even more um, in order to, to to get some of the the traction we want in the rest of the world. I wonder also if so. I'm going to use the word Nexus just because it's on the screen, not because I'm picking on that company. But Tiffany said that it was. What did she say? It was tens of thousands, I think was the word. So I wonder if hosting companies, for example, Nexus, in the future will, will operate a different uh, schedule for things like even minor releases or major releases. Because if you'd have, if you'd have held off for, let's say, 72 hours, this, you maybe could have seen this ha happening with other people. I mean, obviously, the, the best thing to do is to be able to confidently roll over the moment that all of these things happen. But I, I do wonder if it will change the posture of some companies who've been caught up in this, because I'm guessing in some cases, this is going to cost hundreds of thousands, millions, I don't know, in lost time or possibly, you know, clients getting fed up and wandering off or just, just dragging people in over the weekend that didn't need to be in over the weekend, that kind of thing. 
So we'll see. But um, I wonder if it'll change their way of doing things in the future. Mm. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, right, carrying on, Courtney's back. To Tiffany's point about enterprise infrastructure, there are ways to keep CentOS, other Linux, even PHP 7 on life support well after they are no longer officially maintained. It's a good point. Thank you. Uh, back to the subject of a moment ago, uh, when we were talking about full site editing, Amber Hines is saying uh, it was partner Steve's first contribution. Oh, nice. Uh, he fixed an animated bug gift to respect prefers reduced motion accessibility fix. Nice. Accessibility is Amber Hines' middle name. Uh, it's <laughs> not really, but it could be. Amber Accessibility Hines. I like that. It's got a nice ring to it. Uh, Mike Cotton says the navigation block is really counterintuitive. I can never get it to work. Yeah, it's just not as fully featured as other things I've seen. Okie dokie, let's move on. This is another interesting subject. Um, this is Maria van der Act and me having a chat. Maria, uh, sorry, Maria, Marika uh, van der Act, uh, formerly the CEO of Yoast and now um, in charge of all sorts of things. Emilia Capital with her husband, Yoast, the person, not the company. She is, in fact, not married to a company. That would be weird. Um but she uh, has taken to post status uh, recently, and she's started to pen a bunch of articles. And one of them caught my attention. I thought it was really interesting. So I got her on the um, got her on the podcast, and we talked about her concern that in the WordPress space there is this like bifurcation. The WordPress community is sort of splitting into two channels, and her concern is that these channels are getting so far apart that it's kind of impossible to even shout, pass the salt, because the other side won't. That's maybe a really British reference. <laughs> the idea of two people at the end of a giant table who are supposed to be having dinner together, but they're so far away from each other, they can't even hear each other speak. Uh, they're in the <laughs> same room, but they're not part of the same conversation. And so these two channels that are going in different directions, on the one hand, you've got community-orientated people, people who show up to events, uh, who create plugins, who do WordPressy things like contribute to core just because they think it's a great philanthropic thing to do. On the other hand, people who are into the community because there is money to be made. Um, like nobody thinks that those two pieces of the puzzle aren't important. We have to have both, right? We just have to. But the problem is, are we getting to the point where these people can't even communicate with each other? And so I had a chat and she put forward her thoughts on that. And I wonder, do you feel this a little bit? Do you kind of get the intuition that the community is going off in two different directions? I'm going to kick that one off with Michelle because you, you're you all the places everywhere all at once. That sounds like a film. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think? Is this the thing? Is she, is she concerned needlessly or do you think there is something in this that we need to address? I think that this is... A, a product of a community growing and an ecosystem continuing to grow. So that there's um, definite, there's more definition between types of people contributing and working within the ecosystem. I also think it's a product or a byproduct of not having had in-person events for almost three years so that we weren't coming together. We had lots of online events, but it's not the same as like just seeing somebody and sitting down at lunch or finding somebody in the hallway track, or talking directly to a customer because you're at a, at a vendor table. And so I think that we've had a little, and now when we come back from those and we've had these big events, 
it's almost all like insiders that are get, grabbing up those tickets, especially at the, the, the bigger events, right? Like WordCamp Rochester, that was not the case. And it's, we're struggling at the local event level to get people to even buy tickets. You know, where I used to sell out 140 tickets at Rochester, we had 70 tickets that we sold this year. And then we had people who couldn't make it because they got COVID. So like we had like 65 people at an event that used to be almost 150 people. And so I think that there's a lot of that happening. And whether it's people don't want to come together in person or they've just found other things to fill their time and they continue to use WordPress, I'm not sure exactly, um, even in my own community. And I have people asking me to like, can we get our meetup back in person? And other people won't even come, you know, to the online meetup. So I'm like, that's a lot of work for me who has to get a scooter out of a car and bring somebody along with me if nobody's going to show up. So it's there's a lot. There's a lot to consider. And I'm not sure what everybody's internal you know, dialogue about these kinds of events and how they're using WordPress and all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think she's definitely onto something, but I don't know what the solution is, I guess, is, is where I'm coming at. Because when you start to see things split up like that, how do you bring them back together? I remember back in the day, and I really wasn't part of this conversation in WordPress, but I was in the Drupal community more. And in the Drupal community, everything genuinely was completely philanthropic. There really wasn't an ecosystem to buy anything. Honestly, I think the word anything is, is appropriate. You couldn't. There was nothing. And so it had that sort of feel to it. And then I came over to WordPress and already that conversation had occurred and people had moved on because you could already buy things. But having read about the history of how all that happened, it appears that the first tentative steps into paying for plugins, paying for themes, there was a lot of pushback. People thought, no, that's not the ethic that we want to be pursuing. Eventually, we got over that hump. And now I just, I think Marika's point is we've moved so far away from that initial conversation that now we've got people in the community who are just in it for the money, only for the money. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where she feels the problem lies. Mm -hmm. If you if you suck the system for all that it's worth financially, and so get let, let's imagine you're a company, you've got this fabulous product, you get really wealthy, but you put nothing back. That's not great because the bedrock upon which your whole company is built is not being nurtured by you. You're making your millions, but you need to be getting involved in, I don't know, let's say five for the future or something else, sponsoring mm -hmm. people to, to be part of the, the, the release cycle or sending people to events, being a good custodian. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, James, this is right in your wheelhouse. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think that <laughs> there's a <laughs> careful tightrope treading required. <laughs> Um, no, there, I think that there will always be a healthy tension between um, community values and commercial values, and that's okay. Having that tension is good um, because when you have tension holding up a rope, it actually makes the whole thing taut and so you can actually um, do something with it. One of the interesting things I've noticed, so, so Michelle and I are two people who are lucky enough to have been to all three flagship um were camps this, this year. We went to Asia, uh, Europe, and US. And one of the interesting things that I think both of us can attest to is that disconnect between the um, sort of money-making side of WordPress and the community side. And um, what Marika is saying, I think, is right. 
And I wonder if there's an opportunity for those of us who have seen the value um, of the community side doing very specific outreach to executives um, in some of these companies um, who are purely money-making or see, see work for a revenue source um, to get them together um, to talk and to connect and to create value for them. You know, when we were in, um, in Europe, uh, the head of Newfold Digital came out, um, not a WordPresser, very obviously not a WordPresser, right? And, and from that community perspective. And yet she came out and she hung out at the Yoast party and she had a great time. And it was really neat to see that. And I wonder if, um, you know, like Carrie from, from Liquid Web did the same thing. And I wonder if, if finding opportunities and ways for us to help these humans who are, you know, just as, as new and nervous and awkward in these community settings as we would be and find a way to speak to the value that they need to get out of justifying their time and also find ways to integrate them into community. Um, talking with Josefa about the conversation that she had to go through to get Google involved, right? Um, in sponsoring WordCamps and all of the hoops that she had to go through. It's the same thing. We're not really that good at making WordPress welcome to people from outside of it at that top level of, of revenue and, and, and in that executive space. And I think maybe that's an opportunity for us. It's interesting. One of the, one of the consequences of what I do is that I get called up quite a lot by people who want to, who've got a product and they're looking to, you know, a quick win. They want to get in and start selling it and making, you know, making waves. And one of the questions that they often ask is, yeah, what can we do? And that, that's always my answer is get involved in the community, figure out that bit. Because, yeah, sure, you could put a billion dollars into Google ads or Facebook ads or whatever, and you could short circuit it that way. But I always think, go with the intuition to figure out what the community is. And then when you figured out what the community is, do that, do loads of that. And, and so suddenly it'll just start to click. It might take a bit of time. It might be a lost leader, but get involved with the events, make it known that you're doing the events. One of the one of the things that Marika and I talked about in our podcast was whether we should have some credential system. This is this is going to go down so badly, but <laughs> let's talk about it anyway. Some official accreditation, and I have no idea who does that. That's not the point. It was just what what is the idea like? Um, where if you submit five percent of your let's say profit, you can display that you did that in the year twenty twenty three. We can certify that we gave 5% of our profit. If we did 5% of our workforce's time, we can certify that we did that. If we sponsored the WPC, we can CC, we can certify that we did that. Um, so just some little quid pro quo, where you do something and you get something back. Because I, I think that bit might be missing. You, you know, you could be putting in loads and loads and loads of hours and not really know how you can say, oh, we did this without sounding like you're showing off. So. That's that as well. Uh, Atif, anything? Yeah, no, I think um, I can really echo what Michelle and, and, and James are saying. I, I think there definitely is. I mean, I came from uh, also a Drupal kind of uh, background, in there, and it was a bit of a shock. Um, I wouldn't say shock, it was a bit of a surprise. Like, okay, it's like uh, lots of things you have to buy. And now even, uh, you know, just in the, in the intro, we spoke about 
how it's just thinking back to when I first came to WordPress on now, there's some things which you would buy for like a few dollars and now it's like six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's yeah. a that's a huge jump. And and I'm sure in a few years' time, you know, you'll have to mortgage your house just to buy a plugin or something. You know, it's gonna it's only gonna go up. So I think there does need to be companies that are doing really well of WordPress should also be getting back to the community. I don't know if we have to put in a British tax system where we're taxing the most, but which is in some way that companies, uh, I think, that are doing well should get back so that the core foundation is is only improved. Courtney, Courtney's raised the point. Sorry, uh, I'll just quickly say this and then we'll get back to James. So uh, would it be 5% or 5% of WordPress revenue? Yeah, I don't know, uh, Courtney, is the honest answer. We just thought, would it be an interesting thing? Like, you know, you could just prove something and then have a little badge. And I don't even know. I'll Maybe it'll be me. Maybe I'll set up the badge system. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a little sticker when I see you at WordCamp. But yeah, just something. 5% of what I don't know. Maybe less, but something along those lines. And what about contributing upstream? Yeah, PHP, JavaScript... All sorts of things that you could contribute to. Yeah, would that count? I, I don't know, Courtney. Let's um, let's hold hold the put a pin in that one and see. But I just mm -hmm. thought that'd be a nice like way of being able to accredit yourself and show off a little bit without being too boastful. James, sorry, interrupt. Uh, speaking as somebody who has a certification product, I can tell you that it's um, uh, it is interesting, right? Like you you need some buy in from some early adopters to really get it off the ground. And then you need um, to be really strict on it, right? And that's going to make you enemies as well as supporters um, the more you, you get into that. Um, but I think uh, you know, Amber also mentioned um, meetups being something that's really important as well. And I, I agree with that. You know, like if I put my business hat on, and I'm looking at it from the perspective of these, um, you know, revenue only people. I'm looking, where's my customer acquisition coming from? Where, where are the new folks coming into WordPress? How, how can I, how can I identify those and supporting those local meetups and encouraging those communities to grow and actually bringing some of the expertise maybe we have in house around. Um, events or around customer acquisition or creating big networks and community engagement to actually support these local teams and, and mentor them through growth. I think there's a lot of opportunity there for us as well. I mean, the community team, um, at WordPress does a great job and automatic has a team that does that as well. Um, but you know, us all participating in that in some way would be helpful yeah, too, I think. I, I really don't know what the answer is to this because it seems Can to be I too something controversial. Yeah, yeah, please do. Go on, I'll, I'll <laughs> I guess plugin company or theme developers, they could argue they are contributing because with all res with respect, if you just take a blank WordPress installation, I don't feel it's at that stage where you can make a finished site without right. any other plugins or themes. Yeah. So they could say the fact that WordPress has gone to where it is and the level it is, is because we're contributing to make it better. We're extending it. And so you can't make a finished product with what it is, but you can if we add these things on. So its success is also maybe down to our success and what we've contributed in this way. This is why it's so difficult to disentangle all of it, isn't it? Because everybody wants the whole thing to grow. But it, just as you said, it's, I don't think anything you said was controversial, actually. I think it makes perfect sense. You know, with a, a rising tide 
carries all boats, if you like. You know, if you if there's an ecosystem of incredibly cool plugins and themes and, you know, hosting options and all of that kind of stuff, it just makes you want to use WordPress. And, and I guess I'm not even really talking about just core or anything like that. It's just figuring out some way where, you know, you get accreditation because you set up a meetup and you did it because you did, I don't know, you contributed some of your finances because honestly, I think if we sat down, we could probably come up with like a hundred things which are worthy of notice. I mean, I do this. I don't know if that would be worth noticing, but you know, that kind of thing. If you put YouTube videos together, which are helpful in people using full site editing, it does that count and perhaps it does. But um, yeah, I, I just think Marika's onto something with talking about it and just saying, look, there's a problem. Let's try and get this these two little camps to come back. I'm doing hand gestures. I think my hand gestures probably have said more in the last 10 seconds than I did <laughs> in all of the words that I spoke. Anyway, Marika is writing uh, a weekly uh, blog, easy, quick to consume over on poststatus.com. So if you go and follow her there, and if you listen to that podcast, I should have said it's... um. It's on the, oops, sorry, wrong piece. It's on the WP Tavern website. It's number 98 of the Jukebox podcast. And you can have a little listen. Are you guys ready to move on? Do you think we've, we've gone through that one? Yeah. Nods to the head. I believe okay. so. Okay. All righty. Okay. This is a sort of technical thing, but uh, if you're into speeding up your WordPress website and you have a multilingual website, there's some good news on the horizon. Uh, targeted for WordPress 6.4 over on the Tavern, Sarah Gooding tells us about how um, the, the new performant translation system, for want of a better word, um, is mooted to be launched in WordPress 6.5. We won't get into the technicalities, but, but it handles translations in a different way and a performant way. And it really does really, really make a difference to the speed at which your website loads. So this is just to say it's coming. Um, you can see here, there's some performance measurements based upon how things currently operate. If you're using the English US locale um, and uh, the load time on a the same site that we're going to show in three different cases would be 1.5, uh, 159 milliseconds. As soon as you throw in a, a German translation, uh, it goes up to 217 milliseconds at the moment. But if you do exactly the same translations, but you use this new performance technology, performant translations, not only does the memory usage drop to just over kind of core, if you like, the default, uh, but the, the time goes up by almost nothing. So if you have a translated website at the moment, it is probable that your site is being slowed down and you cannot do anything about it. It's just that's the hit you're going to take. But in March, if this all ships in a timely fashion, uh, your translations are going to make almost no difference to the speed at which your website launches, which, you know, is a good thing. Um, I don't think there's much else to add to that, but if you want to add, I'll just hand, open it up to you three. Okay, nothing. It's the beast. Mm -hmm. Translation is the beast. I think I didn't realize how much of a beast it is until I started working on post snippets and then making, you know, implementing translation it is a beast. So anything that can help is, is awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all to, there's the, uh, I did read an article, but it was probably about two or three months ago where it went into the technicalities of how it works. 
And at the moment, we're using a set of .mo files, and it kind of like completely hijacks that system, gets rid of it altogether, and replaces it with this new system. Uh, my understanding is that from the back end, if you're doing the translation work, you you know you won't really notice any difference. But on the front end, it obviously makes a huge difference, and it will put for WordPress at the forefront of those kind of websites. So no more will you have to worry about deciding whether or not you want a multilingual website because it will be as fast as fast can be. Okay, we've got a bit of a kind of plug-in news. There's a few bits and pieces around plugins this week. The first one, I hadn't heard of this, to be honest. There's a, a plugin, I guess it's a plugin, called Late Point. Um, it's a booking solution, and it's an acquisition piece in use. This because, probably looking, it's been uh, acquired by the makers of Astra, Brainstorm Force. Um, they, they've bought this plugin. They, it's kind of interesting, actually, where they lay out why they've done it. And if you don't follow Brainstorm Force, they've, they've really got their tendrils into so many different pieces of the pie. They've got probably one of the biggest themes of all time with Astra. Uh, but they've also got a load of other stuff, like they've got Shortcut, which is an e-commerce solution. Um, they've got, actually, if I just sort of scroll down, we'll be able to make the, uh, make the, the sort of tighter integration here. Yeah, here we go. Um, so they've got sure start, they've got sure triggers, they've got a whole bunch of other stuff, but what they said is they, they didn't really have a way to monetize the, the meetings, if you like, because they've figured out how to monetize actual physical products. You know, you can sell a digital product with their products. You can sell a real world product and have it delivered with their products and all of that kind of stuff. But they didn't have a way of monetizing the the human bits, selling your time. And so now they've done that. Apparently, the plugin has got 21,000 installs at the moment, and they're going to try and bind it closely with the suite of products that they've already got. I confess, I have not heard of it before or played with it, so I can't vouch for it. But um, another acquisition, but it does seem this one, it kind of nicely integrates with the stuff that they've got already anything on that you three it's interesting when i worked in higher education i worked in with massage therapists and finding um a solution that was also hipaa compliant um was was huge and so i don't know how all of these different um you know how all of these i see like their example there was getting your hair cut your your beard trimmed that kind of thing but when people have to input for medical purposes, I wonder how compliant they are. And I know the doctor's offices do have a lot of times where you can schedule online. So it's just curious to hear. Yeah, they've got the usual arrangement of integrations. Like they've got a bunch of payment, like, you know, the usual things like Stripe. and But actually a couple of other ones that I'd not really come across before. Like there was Razor Pay was thrown into that as well. And I've lost the little graphic now, but they, you know, PayPal, Stripe, RazorPay, and a few others. I can't actually see it now. It's gone off my radar. But anyway, oh, and Google Calendar, PayPal, Stripe, Molly, Paystack, another one that I can't read, Braintree, Flutterwave. Never heard of that one. Yeah, a lot anyway. of them are for different countries. Mm, okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. Anyway, there it is. If you're into a booking solution, personally, I always go with SaaS for that because um, I don't know. I just, I don't want my website being in charge of that piece of my life for some reason, just in case my website goes down and I've got nobody to blame. <laughs> if it goes down, I always have that on my SAS. James, a tiff, anything, or should we move on? 
Oh, James, you have uh, now gone. You, your audio has gone. Do the quick refresh. Do the do the refreshing. Oh. It's going to be quicker than everything else, I imagine. Unless you can find the setting and update it, we'll happily listen to your response when you come back. Um, they've do, they're they're throwing out a lifetime deal. Uh, by the way, uh, in in order to sort of bolster this, I think it really is for the next like fifteen hours or something. Uh, you can see the price. I won't mention the prices, but I'll, I'll just put show them on the screen. Um, that you can get that plug-in for now for a limited time on a lifetime deal. So there it is. Okay. Speaking of monetizing, Jetpack have got a new thing. This is something I have not heard of before. It's called Jetpack Creator. Uh, it's a new offering launched this week. Uh, it includes, uh, well, I'll describe as Sarah Gooding does. She says Jetpack 12.8 was released this week, introducing Jetpack Creator which is a new product under the growth category that sits alongside the recently launched newsletter product. Jetpack Creator is aimed at users who want to monetize their content and subscribers. So it's all about the, the stuff you put on the page on your website, you want to monetize that. So things like eBooks, courses, paid newsletters, paywalling access, advertising, and other content options. The, the bundle, if you buy it, it looks like at the moment it's available for $9.95. I don't quite know why. I mean, it says 50% off. I don't know what that means <laughs> in terms of whether it's for the next six weeks or for the first subscription. I don't know. But it comes with 40 different blocks. Again, I can't say what they are, but 40, it's a lot of blocks. That's a, that's a, lot of that's a boatload of blocks um, that allow you to do all of that. Paywall content, add subscriber forms, accept donations, start a newsletter, receive payments, Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you can do this for free. It says the free newsletter product caps at 100. That's only the newsletter bit, so I don't know about all the other bits. But um, anyway, there it is. They're going to try and link it in to the other things that Jetpack does, and they're going to try and get you into some kind of um, uh, system whereby they, they suggest your content within the WordPress.com network, uh, and you can therefore be suggested, hopefully, on other people's websites. I'm not sure. How much, how much people actually make use of that kind of stuff these days anyway. But anyway, there you go. If you are hoping to create content and make money out of it, $10 a month at the moment seems to be a credible way of doing it. Again, I'm sure if you're in the WordPress ecosystem, you've probably been able to cobble together something like this. But uh, if you're into Jetpack, maybe this is a quick, easy way to do all of that. So throwing it open again to... Uh, I, I don't know. Let's maybe begin with Michelle because I saw this bit. Look, accept donations. This is obviously in your wheelhouse with Give and things like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's very interesting. It's interesting. Um, I I start to worry sometimes when automatic tries to be everything to everybody because it feels like it starts to drive people out of the ecosystem. Um, and so it's it's kind of interesting that way. But I also but I also don't know. Like maybe it's reaching an audience that isn't reachable in other places. I'd, I don't really know. It's 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 interesting for sure. It's not jetpack isn't really a thing which word like people like you and me who are really really into WordPress. It doesn't seem to get a lot of love or attention, does it? It feels like people like us we always go and find the other solution which is tailor made for that thing. Well, people like you and me who've been in the in the ecosystem a while remember when jetpack would just slow down your your site ridiculously, right? And now they've they've made it so that it isn't this huge bloat for your site anymore. So I can see how newer people into the ecosystem don't have that 
kind of hanging over their head. Remember when Jetpack used to like blow my site down to a crawl and things like that. So, And also, if you are an inexperienced WordPress user um, and you just install that one plugin, the, the list of things that it now does is, it is remarkable. You know, it's like you can scroll for quite some time, <laughs> all of the different things that it can do. And and it's a bit like, I don't know, when you go to, oh, I don't know, you sign up for some sort of online service and then you realize, okay, I need it to do that and that and that and that. And that. You just enable these things and the bill starts to sort of ramp up slowly. Much of it is just in, you know, you get it for your initial fee. But obviously this bit, the creator bit, is going to cost you additional $10. James or Atif, anything on this? Testing. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, this, this seems like a play at Medium medium.com and um, interesting substack that kind of thing as well. yeah. yeah so it's 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 looking at those folks who are having to make the choice between medium or wordpress.com and uh, wordpress.com mm -hmm. gives them a bit more flexibility on design and plugins and different things like that but the monetization is fully integrated and seamless uh, over at medium so if you are a content creator and you're looking for place to land. Oh, I've got this creator pack, lets me do the Substack thing, it lets me pay for, uh, get paid for my content, collect donations, do all these different things. That's an easy win. I'll just choose wordpress.com because I know it's the blogging thing. I am constantly amazed when I go online and I listen to other podcasts which are nothing to do with the WordPress space how how successful people can be with their own writing and their own content. It never ceases to amaze me how many tens of thousands in some cases hundreds of thousands of subscribers people can have. And so in my little world, this creator thing just seems like, oh, really? Who's going to who's gonna pay for that? But, you know, obviously, if you are somebody like Neil Gaiman or something like that, you know, you're a famous author and you want to write a blog and get money, that it's just a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? Those sub-stacky, medium, and now jetpack creator things. Yeah, nice. And presumably... Um, it's it's not a great deal of work on the front end. You, you know, you click a few buttons, throw a few blocks in, decide who's going to get it and who's not, and you're uh, you're off to the races. Jetpack's getting getting all of this stuff thrown in. Nice, thank you, Atif. Anything on that before we move on? Yeah, I think um, I think I just have a bad impression of of Jetpack, which is maybe why I'm haven't given it a chance. You know, I, when I came into WordPress, I first came through GoDaddy. And then GoDaddy would always install Jetpack, and it was one of the first things I'd uninstall. I don't. I just got this bad vibe of Jetpack. <laughs> so maybe I should give it a chance. But you know, in general, just paywalls. I'm not the biggest fan of them. I think you know people that have creators that have had the biggest success that I think are people that have do it on open platforms like YouTube and things like this. This you know just straight away blocking or paywalling all your content. I'm very on the fence about it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just I do do know for some people it's really really successful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you anyway, probably Jet deleted. You probably deleted Hello Dolly every time too, didn't you? <laughs> That's the first thing to go. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first thing. I remember the first site I came on the first website. I, there was like Hello Dolly, and then there was a Kiss Met, and I was like, "What are these things? Wait, what have I yeah. seen? What, what have I yeah. seen? Yeah. <laughs> there they are." Every single time. Um, anyway, if you are creating content, and obviously, you know, this audience is probably not it, but, you know, if you have pretensions of creating content, that might be a legitimate. Um, and obviously, things like Substack 
that is massively popular. I, I really see that everywhere. And you see that typical Medium site. Feels to me like Medium has been upended by Substack, and now Substack's the cool place to go. And obviously, if WordPress can get a slice of that little market, then, uh, then that's great. If you are on the free, I think there's a free version, but they take 10% of your revenue. And then if you if you go onto the paid version, I can't remember. This is the paywally bit. I'm not entirely sure. I think they, they, it's just Stripe fees and things like that. Anyway, you can go and look at the article. I'll link to it in the in the show notes tomorrow. Right from the sublime to the ridiculous, Mr. Westgard, what the heck? Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's in the comment. I was chatting to him yesterday. We didn't mention this. Um, he's decided. He's decided. I think this is actually quite cool. Mark has joined forces with the uh, plugin developer at WP Sunshine. I, I don't know if they've joined forces as such, but Mark has decided that wouldn't it be nice if you could have some sort of euphoric moment when you successfully submit a form? Because at the moment when you submit a form, what happens? At the very best, it says thank you for submitting your form, which is highly uninteresting. Um, especially like, you know, you've submitted your tax return correctly during the course <laughs> of the ship. That thing took me six weeks to figure out. Might be quite nice to get some kind of clap at the end of it. So that's what this does. When you successfully submit a form, it invokes the confetti plugin, um, which again, we'll link to in the show notes. And here is your options, right? So imagine I'm hovering over the submit button and the submit is successful. You can have this basic cannon. Here it comes. Little, just a little little puff puff of uh little puff of confetti or you can have realistic cannon well i don't know what what is it i don't know what's realistic more about oh it spreads further okay this is my favorite repeating cannon that's one i've that's the one i would use every time truly celebratory yeah oh so the fireworks fill the whole screen rather than it coming from one little place school pride Coming in, oh, now that now that I look at it, I think that's my favorite. Uh, and falling, you just get like a, you know, it's like snowflakes falling down. Honestly, it is a bit silly, isn't it? But also at the same time, it's kind of cool. You can imagine this going in different directions where, I don't know, you get some sort of fanfare. I mean, I'm not suggesting we want the internet to be full of this kind of stuff. But in, in the case of my kids, filling out a form... Like, it's dead confusing to them because, you know, I mean, my kids are now a bit older, but the idea of reading some confirmation message to say, you've successfully submitted this form, it, maybe not. But the idea that you get some sort of firework display, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's all a bit of fun and it brightens up uh, the internet a little bit. And we have in the UK, of course, you Americans know all about it. We've just had uh, Guy Fawkes Day, 5th of November where we put mannequins of people on top of fires and set fire to them. What the heck? <laughs> every year, children... Seems healthy. Yeah, every year children go around with like prams with this thing that they've made to resemble a human being. And they go around collecting money for how good their model of a human being looks like. And then when you've collected the money on the 5th of November, you chuck it on a bonfire and burn it to death. Uh, there's nothing the money. Weird. The money or the effigy? The effigy. Yeah. It's it was this uh it was this guy called it was this literally this guy called Guy Fox. Guy Fox, yeah. Uh, you know the anonymous, that little thing? That's all based mm -hmm. around uh him. Anyway, so that's what we do in the UK. We burn effigies um, of and people. 
two weeks ago you were making fun of our Halloween tradition. I know, I know. Yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's not as ridiculous as the cheese rolling festival, which takes place every year where many limbs are broken in the pursuit of cheese. <laughs> I, saw a I saw a documentary about that recently. Did you? It's so funny. Anyway, confetti, it's a thing. I, I know it. it's frivolous, but I do appreciate the endeavor of brightening up the internet and, a little bit. And Things somebody like out there right now is saying, and how much of our, um, how many trees is it taking to confetti? I mean, you and I both know there are people who are looking at that going, oil. <laughs> I just like the idea of making things frivolous and doing stuff. I'm like a purist. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't be on board with this. I have to say, I'm a purist. I will. I, I like it. I like it. And I can't see any confirmation message. I have no idea what's happening. Has it or not? This is a traditionally established tradition. That's what I want to know. Has my message you know, still there? Yeah, so <laughs> I like to be confused. <laughs> I am, in, I am in the process of submitting nine <laughs> products to every Black Friday site that there is. And there's uh, one site, I don't remember which it was, and I wouldn't point them out anyway. There's one site that you hit, you know, the submit button at the bottom, and literally nothing happens. Like, all of your form is still there, but you get an email confirmation that's like, thank you for submitting. You're like, well, I guess it went through. <laughs> Mark, I have a suggestion, right? How about this, mate? Uh, so if Mark, if you're listening to this, how about instead of the, well, you could do this with the confetti as well, I suppose, but how about you do this when a form is submitted incorrectly? Okay. That could be quite good. You know, or just like something like that. And then what about when a form is submitted? Oh, no, this might be another fail. Here what you get. If you submit the form, it's wrong. Oh, I can't turn the booing off. <laughs> if you submit a form successfully, not only do you get the confetti, but also this. <laughs> and we have you know, single-handedly. You, know you know how you fill out a form and it's like you you missed the box of something that was required and you get to the bottom and you're like, what did I miss? Yes. And that's when you need that boo. Like, you don't get to fill out a form, Michelle. Michelle, you missed us. <laughs> yeah, boom. Uh, anyway, we've destroyed the internet, but nice idea, Mark. I appreciate it. That's all good fun. Thank you. Love it. Okay, moving on. Mark just popped in with, don't tempt me, Nathan. Do it. Do it, Mark. Put in sound effects. What could absolutely go wrong? Uh, I've need the pop up. Yeah, exactly. strobe effects as well. You know, really yeah. devilishly bright strobe. No, don't. I'm a big fan of Jed Goody. I would love it if performed as a girl with just her popping up. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> 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 oh, where has this gone? Mark has been at, so what's that cheering or people screaming as they run out of a building? <laughs> it could be both. Um, but anyway, so there you go. Mark has made the world a little bit lighter, and I thought that was worthy of mention. Thank you, That's Mark, awesome. for brightened up our lives. Um, so another plug-in. This is, again, a, a piece of brainstorm force news. I just want to put it on everybody's radar. 
So this is a little bit like Atarim, but before Atarim came about, there was a plugin by a chap called Andre Gagnon. He's a Canadian and a thoroughly lovely person, as it turns out. And um, he produced Project Huddle. Um, and it is, imagine, you know, you're trying to uh, get a client to go through the process of completing a website with you, much like Atarim does Project Huddle does the same thing. It was bought by Brainstorm Force, and now we were talking in a minute ago about how everything's sure, something, sure this, sure that. Then they're now calling it sure feedback. So that's really all the news here. They've got this product. I don't think they're doing anything uh, drastically with it. It's just it's getting a bit of a name change. So if you've got that, expect that to come. Okie dokie. Can't be much to say about that. <laughs> Mark, I need you back. Uh, for this one, uh, I did, a, did a, a podcast episode with David Wormsley the, this week, and we, we asked ourselves this question, and I'm interested in the panelists, because with the best will in the world, you three, we're not getting any younger, okay? I'm going to guess that not one of us is under eight years old. Uh, <laughs> I went deliberately low. Um, and, and I do wonder, right? So the question is, is 20 years too long in tech? I am getting to the point where I think my brain cannot keep up with the new stuff. I'm in a position now where I don't really need to keep up because I've pivoted and I do all this content stuff now. But if I was to be still pushing the boundaries of making websites and all of that kind of stuff, I do wonder if the rate of change, the pace at which things are moving is so fast now that somebody of my late years, look at the gray hair, of my late years, it's going to really struggle. And so that got me thinking, well, what about the, 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 the kids that are moving in now, the 18-year-olds who are beginning on the journey in the industry that we love so much? 20 years from now, could you imagine how breathtakingly difficult it's going to be to keep up? So the question is just open. After 20 years in tech, do you feel that you can still keep up and stay relevant? Or is that getting harder and harder? So anybody that wants to answer that. <laughs> Feel free. Mm. Okay, I'll dive in. I'm the oldest one in the group. She said, are you? Are you? Are you? I just turned 55, so I think oh, I am. Oh, okay, you win. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I said, wow, because the I never would have guessed. I would have much. I'm getting with the other wow. I wish you could give, give me some tips I, on how to look so, that good when I'm 55. I, I, I cover the gray, and I like to say fat doesn't wrinkle. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I like it. But can, honestly, you keep up, though? can you keep up, Michelle? Well, I keep you... up with what I need to keep up with. Like, yeah. I, and here's the thing about WordPress is you can build a site in WordPress without knowing any of the, the coding at all. And that's what's been beautiful about WordPress all along, right? So, like, I've never been a coder. Do I know CSS? Yes, because I've had to learn it over the years because I've had clients that wouldn't ever, wouldn't like make the logo bigger kind of stuff, right? Um, but I don't know CSS enough to not have to still continue to go to W3 schools and look it up sometimes, right? And as long as there are resources available and as long as, and, and I think also the older we get and the more successful we become, we're able to hire people to do some of those things that we need to fill in the blank sometimes. And so I don't think you can age out unless you allow yourself to age out. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, maybe if I can just say a couple of things. I'm not at 20, I would say I'm about 
15, 16 years in, in tech. So uh, um, I'm nearly almost there. Uh, but, you know, WordPress isn't the only thing that I, I, I work on. I am a, a coder and developer, so I, I know other languages and, and I work on other things. One thing I've really seen is just the number of kind of frameworks that really mm. are just wrappers for like the core language. The number of them have just shut up and being maybe an old grumpy man, I could say, you know, um, it, it, the only thing that kind of makes me a bit annoyed is just people learn these frameworks and they don't really learn the language. Mm. And then, and it's important because it's, far, it's a foundational thing, you know, and, and I just feel like this is only going to go more and more and then there'll be a time where you'll say things like PHP and JavaScript and like, well, what's that? <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, thing. It's just like, I know this framework, I know React, I know this or that, and these are the hot things. And oh, but actually, do you know, like, how to be a chat writing PHP? And it's like, no, I don't need to. And I think there's a bit of a shame or a bit of sadness in that, I think. I have this intuition that things might be going full circle with the, um, not quite full circle, but with the, with the advent of all of these fantastic things that are coming in the CSS spec. So many of the cool things that CSS is going to be able to do that we've relied upon JavaScript and all these clever things in the past. I do wonder if it's going to actually become easier to achieve some of the clever things that we've been able to do. Um, anyway, thank you for your input. James, what do you reckon? You've definitely been in it for 20 years. You, you gave away as much. <laughs> yeah, my fault. No, I'd, I mean, I remember, you know, machine language when I was in college, right? Wow. And having to go all the way back to that and... Um, and figure that out and the foundation that it gave for just the concepts of, of coding and the concepts of things. Um, and I think about even now how far things have gone in CSS, you know, Michelle, you talk about CSS. Well, I wouldn't know if I was looking at a page builder right now, the difference between padding and margin, if I didn't have a background yeah. in knowing basic CSS. And it's because of that foundational learning that I'm able to actually navigate the UI that everybody just assumes is what you're supposed to know, right? Um, so these young folks that are coming in and skipping over some of those foundational steps and getting into, um, you know, other things maybe are, are a bit hobbled or handicapped, um, or hopefully they're learning some of that and, and accelerating that. Uh, I don't want to lean too far this way because I did write this down as a topic for later, but how will AI um, impact some of this stuff too, because, um, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna remove some of those barriers as well when we start being able to build websites with human language. So. I agree. I, th I agree with everything you've just said. Uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob wow. did assembler. Assembly, wow. Yeah. Okay. Old school. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, and Mike says he started with GeoCities <laughs> in the 1990s. <laughs> I've always been a dragger and a dropper. <laughs> That's a. I love that phrase. I mean, I've got that on my gravestone. Uh, I think <laughs> I've been a dragger and a dropper. Uh, That's lovely. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, it was just there's so many clever things, and I see what you were saying about frameworks and all of that kind of stuff. Honestly, there must be like a dozen that you could just mention right out of the box, and mm. we do seem to hop onto the latest bandwagon you know wordpress has got itself tightly bound in with react how long will that keep going i don't know but it's all very cool and very new and very impenetrable for somebody like me so it puts in obstacles to something i'm already using so anyway if you want to uh hear me and the and the curmudgeonly conversation that me and david <laughs> have uh 
you can go to go to the website wpbuilds.com uh, and search for episode number 349 and uh, you can have that you know, the ex- experience of listening to us old codgers actually I, i'm gonna i'm gonna drop something in there because it's quite funny on the next episode of the wp builds podcast with me and david uh this is to james's point uh, we we do the entire episode reading out what ai told us to say not what well we do paraphrase a bit like in between bits we say right we told it we wanted this and then we just it's so bad so bad <laughs> 45 minutes of your life you'll never get back I suggest, <laughs> I suggest don't listen to it but it's funny it was genuinely brilliant recording it and the crud that it gave us okay very very quickly because we're running out of time um if you're into security you might be interested to know that uh wordfence have launched a bug bounty program there are bug bounty programs like this out in the wild already they have dis- they've made themselves distinctive or at least the claim is that they're making themselves distinctive because of the fact that if you submit something, uh, you get paid for that thing. My understanding is that with some of the other bug bounty programs, the the structure of the way that you get paid might be different. In other words, there's a pool and everybody takes out of the pool. Whereas in this, if you submit a, a, a thing of a certain type, then they will pay you a certain amount. So here's an example. Uh, $1,600 for an unauthenticated arbitrary file upload. And there's a bunch of other things. $1,060. That's a peculiar amount, isn't it? Uh, for an unauthenticated file deletion in a plugin. And there's some other things. $800 for SQL injection in a plugin or a theme. $320 for something else. $80 for something else. You get the point. The more difficult it is to pull that thing off, the more you get paid. And, um, and so the hope would be, uh, from WordPress's Word, fences point of view that it will make the project stronger because people will go out obviously trying to get themselves some uh, cash and uh, and make the project stronger make plugins stronger make themes stronger so it's uh it's available word fences bug bounty program how, how much uh, do you get if you can manage to inject confetti into a, into a <laughs> well now only only mark westgard can tell it i think i think you have to pay <laughs> uh, if you do that. Uh, and if you add in sound effects, you have to pay even more. On that point, actually, uh, Mark did say that Derek from uh, WP Sunshine, he's he's going to have to do the work of adding in the uh, the sound effects. Oh, yeah, Mark, offload the bird, and I see what you're doing there. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. We've got a couple of other non-WordPressy things. I really don't know where to go with this story because I didn't follow it up carefully enough after the fact. But um, followers of Automatic will know that it acquired, I think it was Automatic, acquired Tumblr in 2019 for what at the time seemed like a very reasonable amount of money given the user base. And the hope would be that Automatic, with its chops and its background experience and its, you know, um, massive, massive laundry, uh, sorry, not laundry, massive roster of people that are available to do the coding, they would turn it around. The truth is that probably hasn't been the case. They say that they've done something like, what did it say? What was the number? 600 years of, or something like that. 600 years of coding has been put into the product. Um, And it seems that it really hasn't paid any dividends. I I think, honestly, I think it's so hard to go up against the likes of Facebook and uh, hope to win, but that's obviously what they did. So this article was whether or not they were going to give up, whether they were going to just throw in the towel, 
But then a later piece came out because this piece came from a leaked memo. You don't often get leaked memos in WordPress news, do you? <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> it sounds like the proper news. Um, a leaked memo, obviously by some somebody within the company who 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 took a certain portion of the text and put it out into the wild. Uh, then Matt felt that he had to comment. So this is Matt Mullenweg, the uh, the chief of um, of automatic. And he then came back with uh, some more clarification saying, well, they only leaked bits of that. And if you, if you actually read between the lines and hear, I will explain what I was thinking when I wrote that down, um, then we can be more sanguine. It's more about, you know, we're going to divert attention into other things, but the idea is to keep Tumblr going. But the, the interesting thing here really is the, is the, the, A, the fact that somebody uh, automatic leaked the document. But also, presumably, that's that's a bit of a that's that's not great because Matt obviously felt in writing a memo like that that it was going to be fine to give it to all the employees that needed to read it in the hope that it wouldn't be leaked. That expectation. Can you imagine now if you don't know who the person is? Every time Matt or somebody like that releases a memo, there's got to be that whole oh good grief, is this going to get leaked? So there's a trust thing going on here as well. But I confess I don't use Tumblr. Never have. It's unlikely that I ever will. So it's all a bit of a fun storm in a teacup, really. I don't know if you've got any intuitions on this, but uh, yeah, there you go. That's that piece. I have a Tumblr account, just like mm -hmm. I have a Threads account, and I have a bunch of other accounts that I don't ever use because there's so many social places that you can post. And I never got good at Tumblr, and so I haven't invested my own time into um, pursuing it or using it at all. I think there's so, you know, Tumblr's a microblogging platform. So is Twitter. So is um, Instagram. So is Facebook. Like, if you think about it, every time you post something in those places, it's just a micro snapshot of whatever you're thinking at that time. And I've just never leaned into it. Um, so I don't really have a whole lot of experience with it to even have a comment, really. Yeah. I mean, just the idea of, I mean, they got it, I think it was $50 million or something, which at the time, given that the, you know, the valuation of companies like that, it, you know, you really could be billions, couldn't you, if you did the right thing. But obviously in the four years since they've had it, they've put in, I think it says six centuries, 600 years of, of people's hours. Uh, they haven't managed to turn it around. So we'll have to see where it goes. If you scroll for long enough, though, you get this and you cannot dismiss it. There is no <laughs> way that I can see to make that go away, apart from signing up. Look, even if you refresh, look, that blighter just comes right back. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything from you guys? If not, time is more or less out, so we'll just quickly do a couple of things. James, you mentioned you had an AI thing you wanted to mention. Do you want to just fulfill that? Yeah, well, last week while you were um, doing WP builds live uh, WP news live um, over in San Francisco uh, open AI was announcing some big updates to what they're doing with um, GPT chat GPT and I know you're a little on the fence when it comes to AI and that's perfectly fine but I am super AI um, and I love <laughs> it and I just thought this is did neat. he just say he is super AI did I just I'm hear that <laughs> yeah I sounded like that um, yeah the thing that really touched me was they had a video with an older gentleman on it who called ChatGPT chatty, and I call ChatGPT chatty, so I felt heard and <laughs> like I wasn't alone. 
And it was just this really, you know, human uniting experience for the both of us. But <laughs> what, what's, um, what's the next great iteration? What's it going to do? Is it going to the next eggs? great iteration is that you are now able to create your own version of Chat GPT. You can name it. Yeah. You can use human language, and you can upload your own content so it becomes your Chat GPT. One of the big challenges for anybody who's been using it is if you are like me and you, maybe you're not necessarily a developer, is you've got your prompts your, that are like hundreds of pages long or, or multiple pages long and, and you have to enter it in and like multiple things to give all the context. Like here's the name of the company. Here's, you know, the product information I want you to have. And you have to do that for every single chat, every single thing you open up. And now... You can create a chatbot, you can give it a name, you can give it a, an image, and it can search the web and do all the things that ChatGPT does, but you can also make it your own. So you know, I've been playing around with it. It came out last week, so I've got a little um, a little uh, HR bot that I've called Rio, and I've given Rio um, this uh, kind of like cutesy Japanese personality, so it's got like this anime kind of like thing going on. And um, you can ask it questions like, hey, can you create a, a job description for a WordPress engineer role, right? And it goes, here you go. <laughs> right, like that kind of dumb, right? Um, Here's <laughs> my little egg yolk for you. Um, uh, but like just random things like that. But I think what's even more interesting about it is that not only are you going to be able to create your own internal chatbots that you use privately, they've got them for, you can share the link. So I could give all of you the link to Rio that I've created and you can go and, and use it. But you can also eventually sell it and they will be launching a marketplace for what they call GPTs. Um, basically, these, these chatbots that people can create, they can fill with their own context, their own you know, IP or um, whatever information they've got and make that available to the masses. And I just thought the early days of WordPress, when you had the plugin, you know, repo coming out for free and then the selling of these things and, and, and Vado and ThemeForest and all that kind of stuff, there's an, an interesting parallel here for us to look at and go, we've been here before and I wonder what this is going to do for AI in the future as people get their hands on it and are able to craft things and sell things and what the commercialization of AI means really for um, technology in the future. Well, it's interesting you should say that, James, because I, I did actually know that piece of news and I created my own chatbot and I, I made it consume all of the WP Builds content <laughs> that we've ever created. And then I asked it for a very quick summary of what WP Builds is and what it stands for. This is what I got back. Waffle, bluster, pointless. In summary, don't bother. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Really, it's intelligent and it knows all the things. You see how smart it is? But I see, I, I get it. I do get it. I think it's remarkably cool, all of that kind of stuff. That my, my intuitions are just like, just I, my synapses are going crazy because there's just so many wonderful things about that. But in mm. the same exact sentence, there are so many diabolically bad pitfalls yeah. 
about that as well. Um, oh. And I, 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 for some reason, I focus on the pitfalls and not the positives, but I get it. Mm. It's really interesting, actually, in the in the space that I'm in, so content creating, there's a lot of tools coming out where it will learn from the, the content that you give it. So you give it a podcast audio, and then you ask it questions about that, and it only knows about that episode. So it's completely bound within that conversation. So obviously it knows grammar and it knows, but it figures out, you know, it's not bringing in information from the internet circa uh, 1998 or anything like that. It's just... Just that, and it, it is beguiling. Um, I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah. I am going to wear my tinfoil hat uh, <laughs> more and more. <sighs> but thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. amazing. Then- We've run out of time, I think, unless Jay- James has said that. Atif or Michelle, do you want to come back on that quickly? I just okay. had one thing. I just had one thing. Um, and I am... And AI, I, I do see the real benefits of it, but I can be an AI skeptic. I do look at the pitfalls. I, I read or watched something, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but there could be a time where you could train an AI to know everything about your life and become your friend. And then that could be, this friend would know you better than anyone else. And then there could be a time where you end up just not communicating with anyone because you've got this AI chat friend who knows how to respond to you. And I think there's some real danger in this and the future of you know future generations just becoming sucked into just not not living in the real world living in this digital world honestly this conversation it's like wind wriggly off and off he goes um (laughs) now now that i've said we're going to wind it up so this is this is one of the interesting things and i heard this on a podcast now i've never heard this elucidated before right if if you go back to you know how everybody says we'll invent new jobs there's always going to be new jobs you know the AI will come along and it'll do those subset of things, allowing us to do this new subset of things that we've never figured out. But this person articulated this argument. In the past, everything that we've invented has meant that we've got somewhere to go to that we, at that point, didn't fulfill. And largely, certainly in the last three, four hundred years, it was, it was brawn. It was you'd mm. invent a thing so that it could do it could lift 500 times more than you or it could move more quickly so robots for cars the industrial revolution you know trains they can move people the point is the humans then could move into the space of intellect because there's so now that now the machines do the heavy stuff we don't have to do the heavy stuff so we move into the intellectual space and we create blue collar work and white collar work and all of that kind of stuff but if we if we surrender the intellectual space, we have nowhere else to go. Once something is clever enough, there's no other space to occupy. And I just thought that was an interesting, an interesting articulation of the argument. Can I say one last thing just about this? The real concern for me, I think, is just even these companies that are producing these models, even I think you can say this is a fair point to say about even OpenAI, they don't know how some of their models work. And they're the ones that are making these things. And uh, you know what? They just know everything broadly, but knowing the actual flow of, if I give it this prompt, how is it calculated? They don't even know. It's that complicated. I think that's quite scary. And on that bombshell, we're uh, (laughs) we're uh, going to have to end this episode. There were a few pieces that I've missed, but sadly, that's going to be the way it is. Um, They'll all be in the show notes tomorrow, though. Anything that we didn't cover will still be in the show notes tomorrow. I would like to really thank, and it overran, so I'm sorry about that, Michelle Frechette, thank you so much for joining us. James Giroux, thank you. 
for joining us as well. And for the 700th time, I'm going to mispronounce the name. Atif. <laughs> uh, uh, Riaz, Atif. thank you. Oh, all right. At the end. Yay, one time. I uh, <laughs> got it right. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Now the ever so humiliating hand wave. That's great. I appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Thanks for all the comments if you put that in there. Thank you so much. And we will be back this time next week. All right. Take it easy, guys. See you later. Yeah, bye.